Thanks for pressing play. I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Here you'll find conversation, environment, day-to-day life, curiosities, the things I come across and try, and current events coming to you every Thursday from Southampton, UK. So let's get stuck in. Have you ever wanted to hear your advert played on Quirky Gems Podcast? Maybe you're a blogger, fellow podcaster, small business or author? Check out my Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by gem or direct message me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Radio Gem. And now a huge thank you to this month's advertisers. My name is Paul Chiddix and I'm a family history researcher and storyteller. My blog is chiddixfamilytree.com where you'll find me telling stories about my family and family history in general. I also have a new website, oldpalaceschoolbombing.com which is dedicated to telling the stories of the 34 firefighters who died at the Old Palace School bombing in London during World War II. Also, you can check me out on Twitter, it's at chiddixtree. Hello and welcome to Cracky Gems podcast. I am Gem Swallow. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for pressing play and for tuning in. If you're an avid listener, hi, how are you doing? Thanks again for pressing play. It's lovely to have you here. If you're new, I'm Gem and welcome to the madness. <laughs> what else can be said? In this episode, I'm talking about the Paralympics. This one might be a bit controversial, but I think that it needs to be talked about. And it's been something that Usually, if you know me here at Quacky Gems Podcast, you'll know that I don't let things bother me, but when it comes to, well, the media, we all know how that one plays out, the media and also how things are projected, yeah, it, it kind of ruffles me feathers a bit. So, the Paralympics have been shown, and I believe that this is the last week, and I'll be honest with you, I actually haven't been following it. In the, in the actual Olympics, I followed that a little bit. And there were some sports that when you watched it, you were inspired by and you wish that they'd do more of. I particularly like the BMXing. And there are specific ones that you think, or the gymnastics, and you think, why can't you be shown all the time? You know, we see football over here, or if you're at somewhere else, it's often known as soccer. But... We see other sports over here and you think, why can't you invest some money and show this? Because you've got some really talented and hardworking athletes. With that said, I know this is going to sound strange how I'm going to put this. If you're not sure or if you don't know, a little bit of context here is I am someone that lives with chronic health conditions. In society, I guess I would be labelled as disabled. However, for me, I don't really like that term because it seems very limiting. And for me, there's a mindset, which I've talked about constantly here at the Quacky Gems podcast. There's a mindset that if you're disabled, you're known as like an invalid and there's like, you're just breathing, basically. You know, you're, you haven't got much energy to do much and you're, you're kind of left to your own devices. And you are in a specific area of life where life is going to be harder for you. For me, based on what I've seen of Paralympics and when I've heard the speeches that these Paralympians say you know whether they've won a gold medal or whether they haven't because you know the media takes snippets of that and then shows it to the world I can't connect with it because to me 
one thing for sure is that when you have chronic health conditions or disability, they're two very different departments. If you have a disability to me, I have been shown that if you have a disability, usually it means, and I don't agree with it, but my, you know, my upbringing has been that usually in a wheelchair. So visually, there's something to show you that you have maybe a limb missing or you have something about your person that doesn't work. If you have chronic health conditions, most of the time you're not seeing that because most of the chronic health conditions that you see can't be seen. They're known as invisible. Doesn't mean they're made up or they're not there. You just can't see them. I have been on the receiving end of someone that has, well, I live with chronic health conditions. I have around five of them. And I've been through the thing of, in the first lockdown, was the time over here in the UK, which was about March last year, I actually used a walking stick. And I remember walking around and people would look at me trying to figure out, well, you look normal for lack of a better word you look normal what have you done to yourself that you know and they would look at me up and down and be like well you you have arms you've got legs there's no disfigurement that I can see so where is it why aren't I seeing it pretty much because it wasn't there for people to see and for me I used the walking stick at the time because fatigue was out of this world and I was just trying to get from you know a to b <laughs> with a little help so and the strange thing is is that i then upgraded my walking stick to a bike and if you guys know about jupiter if not i'll probably be talking about her in the near future jupiter is my very vintage bike and again there might be some negative you know comments like oh you can ride a bike yeah because riding a bike takes a lot less energy than getting around with walking stick believe it or not for me anyway and if you have baskets, it cuts two birds with one stone. So with the Paralympics, when I saw the advertisements and, you know, you, you see people that have these moderated wheelchairs or they have like, you know, these, these things on wheels that help them get around. And you can, for the most part, see that these individuals do have limbs missing. And a lot of them aren't paralysed, they're able to move, which I don't understand with the Paralympics, where the first part of the world comes from. So where the first part of the world is para, to me that means paralysed. These individuals can move. Another thing is that when I've seen, you know, cuts of the Olympics and with the Paralympics, when you see people swimming or when you see people go around and they're doing their sport that they do, for the most part, when you're an Olympian, you have to train really hard and you have to be physically, it's a physically demanding training setup. You know, you have to have your, your diet in check, you have to have your exercise in check. When you have health conditions, trying to get from A to B is hard enough without actually trying to worry about your diet and everything else. And for the most part, a lot of the time, if you're living with chronic health conditions, you, it, you're not afforded the luxury of eating specific meals because uh, most of the time you can't afford it anyway. But what I find curious about it, and I've written down in my notes in front of me, is that when it comes to wheelchair, and I've used this image on the cover out of this episode, so when it comes to wheelchair, not everyone that has a chronic health condition or, is, or identifies as disabled has a wheelchair. And I think that's a common misconception. 
it's widely known that if you have a wheelchair, then something, you know, you kind of have come to the, the realisation that there's parts of you that aren't working as well as someone that, you know, is a peer that might not have one. So, for example, if you were to stand in a room and someone was using a walking stick and someone was using a wheelchair, you would know that maybe they had different disabilities. You might not realise they might have the same disability or the same health condition. I myself own a wheelchair, believe it or not. I, as you guys know here at Quirky Gems, I've mentioned about seven or eight years ago, I got really bad migraines when I've had to go to assessments. I've had to have a wheelchair to take me there because literally with the build up to that, I, I needed to sit down and together my thoughts. And then I progressed onto a walking stick that helped me to walk about. You know, it helped me to stay upright and it helped me to put one foot in front of the other. No one mentions also, though, that when you go around with a walking stick, people stare at you. People look at you in a weird way because they're trying to figure out what is on you that doesn't work and the strange thing is is that if you were to look at someone that's a Paralympian most of those people have been afforded the luxury of having say a limb replacement they have gone around with a you know a synthetic limb they've gone around and they are known for being disabled they are known for and they're celebrated for what they are with someone that has chronic health conditions or disabilities, depends on how you identify. And this is something else I'll be touching on. For me, I don't identify as someone that's disabled. To me, like I said, I find it very limiting. For me, I live with chronic health conditions. Did I ask for them? No. Do I like them? Not much. Do I wish that they would go away? You bet. But it's something that you have to live with. More often than not, it's something you inherited. And when you have health conditions, is something that when you are living day to day, you find that a lot of people take their health for granted. And then when it starts to fail them, they look back at their life and realise that maybe they were overstressed or overworked or really their health didn't factor into their lifestyle whatsoever. Two or three of the main health conditions that I have had that have had an effect on my life is chronic fatigue syndrome. Get that daily. And so for me, with this that I, I live with, you know, I wake up sometimes, depends on the weather, also depends on hormones, but with the weather, the hormones, environmental factors, some days you wake up, you've got a little bit more energy to play with, but the routine of the day stays the same. There is no way that I could train to be a Paralympian. There's no way I could do weightlifting. I can just about walk. I can go out walking for at least half an hour, come back, and then I have to wait to the end of the week to do something else. And for me, though exercise is important, if I'm having a bad week or a bad few days, then exercise, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to push you back a bit because, you know, it's just, it's not worth feeling tired about. And so another one of my health conditions is migraines. When I get a bad migraine, I'm no use, no one went to anyone, and I can barely, um, one of my legs actually shut down, I end up having to drag it around because it's neurological, it affects your, your body system. And the other health conditions I have is endometriosis. And with that, when I have a flare-up, I can't walk straight anyway. That affects my womb area. So I can't work, you know, walk straight anyway. So it has a... All the health conditions I have all have a, an impact on my day-to-day -day life. 
One thing that irritates me is that the language that's used with the Paralympics is overcoming and being an inspiration. And in day to day, in day to day life, you don't really get that. You don't really say, I really could not handle, I really would find it offensive. If someone turned around and said to me, Shem, you're an inspiration. It's like, but why? What is it you're seeing from me that you can't do yourself? Was it, you're see, I mean, for me, when I see the outside world, because for the majority of the time, I'm indoors. So my lifestyle would really be on the same part as someone that works from home. That would be, if you had to kind of put together what my lifestyle looks like, that would be where I would fit in society. But if someone were to say to me, oh, Jem, you're an inspiration, oh, you know, there are two things. And one thing I can't say is when people pity you, like, oh, what have you done? Oh, poor you. And it's like, but why? Why would you use that language? That's not going to make someone feel any better. That's going to make someone feel worse. It's like, it's that old saying that most of us heard about when we were growing up. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you feel like searching my being to see, like, if you can see a disabled, you know, a disability, then I can't stop you. But don't make people feel bad about it. That's what I have the issue with. And on the same thing, we're not an inspiration. We're just people that have been dealt a hand trying to do our best to get through day to day life. It's just that specific things that other people for example, peers or friends, maybe work colleagues might have taken for granted like health or money or being able to plan ahead. People with health conditions just can't do that. You can wake up with one day and you're tired and you're in tears because you have no control over your body. The next day you wake up, you might have a little bit more energy to play with and you can think clearer. Whereas someone that doesn't have health conditions doesn't have that. And it makes me wonder as well, with the Paralympians, Compared to someone like me that lives with chronic fatigue syndrome, I live with brain fog, I live with forgetting where I've left things, just yesterday I was trying to find something and it's a nightmare because you think when you get something that's important, leave it somewhere where someone else in the house knows where it is because you're bound to forget about it. And when you see these Paralympians and you think, do you suffer with what I suffer? I grant you different illnesses, but do you suffer with fatigue? Do you suffer with brain fog? Because you're being celebrated for, okay, it's a different illness, maybe. You're being celebrated for being a Paralympian on, oh, you know, against all odds, you've risen and you've been successful in something you wanted to pursue. But what about other people that are living with illnesses that are looking at that TV and thinking that day they struggle to get out of bed or they haven't been able to shower yet because of the energy it takes or they haven't washed their hair maybe and say, three to four days because literally if they wash their hair they're unable to do anything else until they rest and get their energy levels. I'm of the belief with Paralympians they should be in the same if they want to be celebrated be celebrated with Olympians be celebrated with people that are actually what we identify as being Olympians. Why do you have to have a separate thing for Paralympians? Another thing is of course the media the media will hype up everything. If you remember the World Cup over here, if you live in the UK, they hyped that up until it all kind of nosedived when people went a bit angry at England because of it went into penalty shootouts. Do you remember that back in the early summer? Yeah, yeah, we, we lived that. But the media hype it up. 
And so sometimes they hype it up into some some sort of like media frenzy where it has no, you know, it either dies out and then it's on to the next story. Or if you're someone like me that is at home, you're kind of shown all these things that you can't be a part of. You're shown daytime TV that they're showing you things that are way above your price range and they're not a part of your lifestyle choice. They're showing you... Paralympians that apparently are supposed to be the poster child of having disabilities but are nothing like you and they don't probably have never walked a mile in your shoes or people that you know have got chronic health conditions they wouldn't know what that's like not to say that all people that are Paralympians are the same I grant you different Paralympians have different conditions but for the most part they're so hyped up that people that have for example migraine chronic fatigue syndrome, POTS, you know, EDS, other conditions, you know, um, ME, arthritis, to name but a few, all these conditions, there is no way on God's green earth that they could do what they're being shown on TV to be successful. Living with a chronic health condition is really, really hard. You get to, you get to kind of see through the veil of what life is really about. You get to see for example, what people spend their time on, you get to see decisions people make, you get to see that people take their health for granted quite a lot. And um, they think that when they get older, a specific age in the future when they get older, that their health is going to deteriorate. But that's a long way off. For me, my health affected me from the age of 12. And then again, when I hit 24. I'm now in my mid-30s and I'm still trying to live with a a bunch of health conditions. And I think that's the thing. The currency of this life seems to be about how much money you can make and the health you have. And I think that living with chronic health conditions, a lot of it is a lot harder than it needs to be. So when I look at the Paralympians and they say, for example, you can do this, you know, and Oh, we're inspirations and you can do anything you set your mind to. It's like, yeah, yeah, I grant you, you can, but it's hard work. It's 10 times harder than someone that doesn't have chronic health conditions. And it's 10 times harder than someone that doesn't have disabilities. And you think, okay, when you have a chronic health condition, you might be, have had a career or you might have had a job that you've been at for years. It could be wear and tear, it could be something else that's come along and it's knocked you right off and you're in this new space where you're living with a health condition. You might have got a virus much like myself and ended up with CFS or you might have had COVID and ended up with long COVID and the future you don't know which way is up at the moment. The thing that I find quite offensive though is that when you look at a Paralympian, they got to being in front of the camera and doing what they've been training to do some might call it fate destiny or their own specific path what they don't show is that behind the scenes they have a team they have a dietitian they have a fitness instructor they probably have a social media manager they have a team around them and all that the paralympian has to do really is turn up for interviews talk to the media make sure that they turn up to train because they have a team around them that they're paying because they've got sponsorships they're paying to keep them on top form for someone like me that has chronic health conditions it's a world apart from that I don't have a dietitian I don't have a social media manager 
I don't have someone that drives me to hospital appointments. <laughs> I don't, you know, all these different, not that I am a Paralympian, but by the same token, if you look at life and what life has to offer you, when you're a Paralympian, they say that a lot of it comes from grassroots. And what that means is that maybe when they're a kid, they had, you know, lottery funding where they could go to a a community centre and learn about a specific sport. And then from that, they've been able to grow up in that. And they've had like funding throughout. They don't say about how hard it is to secure the funding, you know, because that's not you know, that's not sexy, that's not good, that's not great to hear, but when you are a Paralympian, you have to then secure funding, like any other athlete, and then that funding lasts for a specific amount of time, and then after that, you then have to worry about getting to the places where you've got to compete in, so say Tokyo or other places. When you are someone who has chronic health conditions, you've got (laughs) benefit systems to deal with, You've then got to find a way of living on a lot less money because you're not able to work full time. You're not able to plan about the way someone who is your age or older does. Guarantee you probably are thinking in the long run, will I be able to afford to retire based on how the economy goes? Or, you know, how am I going to keep a roof over my head? We've just come out of a pandemic. You might have a small business and thinking, okay. How am I going to get business coming in for the next month? You might be thinking about if you're having a flare up, how am I supposed to deal with this and the rest of my life at the same time? With the Paralympians, it's glamorized. Living with a chronic health condition couldn't be further than that. And the thing that I have the issue with is inclusion. So a lot of the time, when you have chronic health conditions, it depends if you have a wheelchair or you are. You know, I don't like to use the term wheelchair bound, but if you have to rely on a wheelchair to get you about or to give you a quality of life, you might find you can't get into specific shops or specific events because of your wheelchair. You might find that, you know, certain places aren't catered for wheelchair users. If you have, for example, fatigue, you can't get to a place that's further out because of the time it takes to get there. And so for inclusion to me as well, this is something that since I've gotten ill, I say ill because it's not a barrel of last when you have chronic health issues, you do have a lot of bad days. There are good days too, but there are bad days. And the thing is, with inclusion, if you had, which fascinates me, we are coming out of the end of the pandemic. With the pandemic in the second lockdown over here in the UK, which seemed to be the one that most people refer to, people working from home, and they did this via laptop and internet connection. It was able to do it. Normally, if you have a chronic health condition, you have the amount of time where if you were propped up on the sofa and you know, you're able to... <laughs> get a laptop out, have a cuppa, and you're able to work away doing whatever it is you're doing. If you're able to meet national minimum wage or just over that, and you're able to work from home, then you have a job that really is financially going to support you for the most part. Other people, though, when it comes to working from home, there are no jobs available. And not only that, If you can't afford a laptop or you can't afford the best internet speeds, maybe you're living in an area where the internet speeds are absolutely atrocious, you literally 
haven't got much in the term of inclusion. Financially, when you have the benefit system, which I find the Paralympians don't talk about because I don't think it, they identify with that, but for the most part, if you have chronic health conditions, you are going to have to, at some point, usually rely on the benefit system because that tops up your money because for the inclusion part of it, there are no jobs available for people that have illnesses where they might have to pace, which means take it slowly and to build your energy up or to rest. So for me, when it also when it comes to funding, you don't hear about many places that support if you there seems to be that if you have chronic health conditions, especially in the world of work, you either have to go through pain, come home and then you suffer for it because you've had to make it through a working day. You've had to really scurry away in the background to try and build up your own business and hope that it, you know, it goes in the way that you want. Or you have to rely on benefits because there's nothing that suits you at the moment because your body is going through a hard time. When it comes to funding, what I find fascinating as well is that if you wanted to build up a small business with chronic health conditions, there are only a specific amount of organisations that help you, but you have to meet a certain criteria. And for the most part, you have to take out a loan at the end of it. So you have to go through the, you know, the thing of building up a business plan or you have to, you usually are assigned a business plan coach or something. And then at the end of it, you know, as a thank you, you have to take out a loan and have to spend the rest of your time in business having to pay that back. With benefits, it's the same. You might get awarded benefits, but they don't tell you how long it's for, so you can't plan ahead. And you're scared to ask in case an assessment comes down the path and you think I have to go through that all again. With a small business and you're th- the same thing, how am I supposed to get keep the business ticking over? And it really is hard going. When it comes to funding, again, it's it depends. There isn't really a lot available for someone that has chronic health conditions or disabilities. And I think with inclusion, I think... Really, it's so strange because we are taught from a young age about discrimination and equality, but there's still so much that so much work that has to be done. And when it comes to the Paralympics, I would like to know why they if we are all about equality and discrimination, there are laws about it over here in the UK and they're they're usually taken quite seriously. Really, would it not be that if you have Paralympians, wouldn't it be anti-discriminatory to have them in with the Olympians you know have them doing running even if they have wheels because wheels you know or a wheelchair is supposed to be an aid for the part of your body it doesn't work so well so I don't understand why there has to be separate rules of money for both Paralympians and for the Olympics why can't they be both in why can't they fly the flag you know and what I find fascinating is that since the Paralympians have um, been out, I've heard a story about a woman that has been a part, I think, of Team GB that lives with Crohn's disease. And that's it. You, you hear these stories, they're doing adverts, but there's nothing you can connect with. It gives you nothing about behind the scenes, you know. And usually when it comes to celebrities or some or people that get sponsored, you see a little bit of behind the scenes of their life. You see, like, you know... In adverts, like their sleeping arrangements, that kind of thing, because they're trying to sell you a lifestyle. But I don't know about you. If you know someone that has chronic health conditions, 
or you are yourself living with chronic health conditions, just can't connect with that. It's so far away from what my life is. It's so scary. What about yours? Let me know. You can do so on Twitter and on Instagram. Just find the cover out of this episode and you can drop a comment. And uh, of course, I'll mention it in the next episode should you feel free to comment. But yeah, it's just something that from someone that identifies as having chronic health conditions. I just think of it as quite negative and um, quite limiting. I think more needs to be done. Will it though? That's the question. So with that, I'm going to leave it there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that the points made you could identify with. And um, like I said, if you want to have your say, you can do at Twitter and on Instagram. It's at Radio Gem. And another thing, if you have a small business or you have a project and you have chronic health conditions or disabilities and you would like help advertising, why not get it advertised here? Because I'm all about inclusion. Why not get it advertised here? You can check out etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by gem and let's help each other. So uh, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next week, next Thursday, I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quacky Gems Podcast. Thank you for listening to Quacky Gems Podcast. And remember, new episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on my socials on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Radio Gem.